here on the Infinite Unlimited part of the comic syllabus. We read uh, some of the offerings on Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe Infinite and Comixology Unlimited, uh, these comics subscription streaming services, and we bring this comics syllabus lens of examining them for the, um, the rich history, the possibilities of uh, futures that are suggested in these wide-ranging comics stories. So fire up your app, let's dig deep. We start at DC Universe Infinite where um, I've been so hyped lately that in the last few months uh, they've taken the the milestone line that came out in the 90s, this path-breaking revolutionary line of comics um, spearheaded by Dwayne McDuffie and others to present a diverse cast of superheroes, uh, black heroes and heroes uh, of color, heroes of different sexual and gender identities. And at the time, in the early 90s, our culture so much needed the kind of style, the kind of uh, flair, the kind of front and centering of faces and voices too long marginalized in comics. Uh, it felt like a revolution to readers and fans like me. I've been a huge fan of Milestone for a long time. And for a long time, only way you could read it is if you found, collected up the issues in back issue bins or uh, on eBay. Uh, I gathered up all of the the milestone that I could find, had them bound to the, into these volumes, and you couldn't even read, um, you couldn't even find them uh, digitally the way that everything else was being brought digitally. Well, all that's been changing in the last few months. It's been incredible and exciting for a fan like me to see that DC Universe Infinite, um, which has really upgraded its offerings lately, has um, taken now static icon hardware blood syndicate sort of the founding series of milestone and begin to make them available uh, just as part of your DC Universe Infinite subscription. So super excited about that. Um, I want to talk today about Static, uh, which is maybe the most well-known series, largely because of the Static Shock TV show, to come out of Milestone. And I think if you look at it right now, it's June 5th, um, you go to the DC Universe Infinite app, you'd be able to see that there are about 12 issues of Static already up there. I just want to talk about the first five. Um, and actually, we're only going to get into detail about probably one issue, but I really want to encourage you to check it out. Uh, if you don't have DC Universe Infinite, you know, grab a subscription. And um, Static is founded, uh, created originally by Dwayne McDuffie, um, legend of Milestone Comics and legendary black comic creator. And after a few issues, um, McDuffie comes off a of writing, probably too busy with all of the chores of leading this outfit but robert l washington the third who co-writes continues writing static and um, something i'm excited and also sad to talk about um, the first artist on static is none other than john paul leone um, this cover of static issue one is a jimmy palmiotti cover but uh, you could see in this issue um, seven cover john paul leone's art um, john paul leone recently passed away um, untimely and all too all too soon and um, he's one of my favorite comics artists in fact I'll talk about him in another segment coming up uh, on this stream called the uh, archival revival but John Paul Leone was the the first penciler um, 
finished by Steve Mitchell in the early going. Um, later on, Sean Martinborough and others come into ink um, Leon's work, and then other artists, of course, come in. And then uh, you have Nicole Giddings and Steve Haney at color work and letters. Um, Static is truly uh, a breath of fresh air in comics at this time, even today. Um, there are elements to it that uh, are interesting to look at through the lens of 2021. The fact that here in the early 90s, some of the humor and the quipping that you know these young characters make remind us of how some of our uh, standards have changed or uh, how some of you know what's acceptable has changed but i think these creators were really trying to capture the voices of young people there is uh flirtation joking um playing dozens uh even harassment that i think today hard to read but what's great is that the characters push back you can see these young people not only being made fun of about race about their sexual identities uh, ways of flirting that we would look sideways at now um, being in a comic book they throw out the n-word in here but it's just so real to how young people um, especially in urban communities would be talking to each other and um, and these tiny micro negotiations of power between them. I just love how this comic plays those out. And beyond the micro negotiations of power, of course, is the power that Static has, the superpowers, as a superhero. Now, um, the milestone line essentially begins with an event called the Big Bang. And there's a part of what's called the Dakotaverse um, in this kind of fictional New York um, that there's an island called Paris Island. An event called the Big Bang causes these, this uh, explosion of uh, abnormal superpowers that ripples throughout the Dakotaverse. Our hero Virgil, Static, is one of the, the, the people who um, happens to, as we read in issue two, it's a bit of an origin story, uh, be around Paris Island when this occurs. And um, the setup for why he's there is really fascinating. He is uh, being confronted, maybe bullied, by um, someone uh, around his school. And another young man, a character named Larry, hands him a gun and says, this is where he's going to be. you got to go and prove yourself. And so the specter of, of gun violence, of, um, of masculinity, of trying to prove yourself, of um, having to be tough, um, all of that uh, put on young Virgil, who we and I just love the spirit of this character. He has this spark of his um, his heart, his will, his personality, his sense of humor, and uh, there in those early issues, we really see Static um, figuring himself out with these powers. And just like that classic formula in Spider-Man and in so many other comics uh, since the 60s and earlier, Virgil gets to fully be himself in many ways when he is static. There's this unbridled exuberance, this sense of humor, this kind of um, quick-witted quippiness, you know, as well as, um, you know, his, his, uh, his bravery. He's just not shy to confront enemies 
And uh, meanwhile, when he's Virgil, he's frustrated the way an adolescent is by circumstances with family and work and um, friendships and the so social hierarchies at school. So there's all these elements of, uh, you know, classic superhero stories where the superpowers and the costume and the identity that you put on lets you get to fully be yourself in some senses. Um, but it's always a little bit of a mask or a betrayal of the insecurities and the tensions that you may feel. But unlike um, early Peter Parker, I think Virgil has his own gifts and talents, has his own kind of superpowers of personality that um, that he plays out here. You can see him on the phone with Frida, a friend who is also who he pines for in these early issues. I was mentioning that John Paul Leon art, it's pretty extraordinary how young um, Leon was when he was drawing this comic. I mean, he was a teenager himself, but something so incredibly uh, prodigy-like in this uh, in this art uh, that is just so stunning. I mean, Static as a character uh, is all about electricity, right? Is all about energy. And there's a kind of energy of youth that um, fills every single one of these pages. And you take a look at these pages from Static number three, as Static is trying to address a situation, another supervillain showing up. Um, I think this one is called Tarmac. And you can see these scenes that are um, glimpses of the kind of art that we're gonna love for all of John Paul Leon's, you know, again, cut all too short career, where um, I think Leon is incredibly prolific. We know that about him as an artist in terms of the kinds of the, you know, huge volume of covers that he created. But actually sometimes what I'm sad about is that we don't have more sequential pages from Leon. To me, it's a treasure that we do have the interior pages that he did in Static so early on because we can see from day one the kind of style that he has, the sensibility that he has, but we also see it get develop more and more throughout these issues. In these pages from Static number three, you can see Leon's characteristic, kind of frenetic, uh, almost busy style, especially on this page that um, has all of the sort of uh, debris of battle, of warfare. You can see Static and, you know, that, that sort of like, um, trench coat that he wears and the wrinkles that flow from it being a, a characteristic way that John Paul Leon takes these objects and makes them very much alive. I mean, you know, it's, it's to me, it's like Dr. Strange's cloak, uh, even though this is not a magical outfit, but it just, ha they just take, it just kind of takes on a life. You can see the, the bent light poles and the, you know, the, the buildings crumbling apart. And there's always this frenetic and very alive aspect of urban life, of city life, of the built environment that Leon captures so well. But there's also, it's also always complemented or balanced by these smooth areas, large areas of, of, um, of kind of open space that Leon often leaves. And that open space, and you can see it on this page here, is sometimes a kind of uncomplicated uh, backdrop or sky, but it often is, as you can see in this page, the human elements. 
What I think is so fascinating about Leon's art is how this very um, detailed and often busy backdrop is set in contrast with um, most often faces, skin, flesh. That is where characters look iconic. And you can see on this page, poor young Virgil is dealing with that tension. Again, that reminds us so much of Peter Parker or Miles Morales today of the conflict between his job and wanting to keep his job and um, his mom's gonna be on him if he loses this job and the pull of superhero um, obligations and trying to save some lives. He doesn't have a choice and he's torn. And you can see that in the, um, the sweat that Virgil often has when he's in these situations of tension as a person who sweats way too much because I'm always stressing. I love that about Virgil. He's always got this like, oh my gosh, going on on his face. But it's also, I think, so beautiful that, um, uh, you know, in a scene that's emotionally heavy like this, Leon, even as a young artist, has an intuition to um, keep the busyness of the backdrop of the diner, but to let the large spaces of, you know, of, of art that's not busy that's not overly detailed that just has the subtlety of those drops of sweat uh, really take out the really really highlight the emotional elements of a scene like this you can see that um later on uh, i think it's ne next few pages they're in the subway and these dynamics that i was talking about earlier between static between virgil and his friends here's frida here's his other kind of crew of friends and they're talking about um whether Static has a chance in this next fight with Tarmac. And Frida, who is, you know, the one that Virgil is uh, is going after, is is worried and is skeptical. And the, the way that they talk to each other, the subtle positioning of the bodies, even how Virgil musters his pride to stand up and say, hmm, I don't think so, in the way that Frida is... Um, free-spirited and independent she has her own perspectives how those interplays are drawn are just um uh, uh, on top of the the robert l washington dialogue that is um so real to young people talking like especially in the early 90s it's just the best it's just the best so listen static 1 to 12 um are available now on um, dc universe infinite encourage you to check it out love to hear your thoughts um hit me up uh in the comments or at two ply on twitter and um let me know what you think is now a good time is a, is now is a good time to read static as well because i think mid-june the new static series is coming out so a good time to get caught up on the character to compare how milestone of the 90s and milestone of the 2020s um, contrasts so pick that up.